Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Kristen Ladol about her Escape Collection wedding at Seabreeze Point at Walt Disney World and her dessert party in the UK inside Epcot. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear about her planning and how everything turned out. Welcome, Kristen. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm excited to share your story, and I always like to start with how you decided to get married at Disney with an escape collection event. Sure. So it's kind of a funny story. I'm, I'm one of those typical brides that grew up always dreaming of a Disney wedding. Kind of joked with my family all the time growing up. Everybody, you know, always just smiled at me and laughed and kind of just giggled. Yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> so when the day came around that, you know, Brian proposed that it actually became a reality that that might be the case. Obviously, I did some research and never thought that I would actually be able to afford it now that it was a reality. <laughs> so I took some time and, you know, checked out the dream space on the Disney website and found out, hey, this actually might work. So that was kind of the the starting ground there. Luckily, I have two amazing guys in my life. One, obviously, my husband, Brian, who said, whatever you want. This is your special day. I want to do whatever makes you happy. And then the other one, obviously being my father who said, yep, I'll pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. It, that's always good to have that support from your full family there. So that's really what, what hooked us on a Disney wedding. That's great. So it sounds like your family was supportive. Was there anybody who was mystified or confounded when they found out yeah. where your wedding was going to be? Yeah. So my family, it was kind of, they saw it coming. <laughs> Brian's family, on the other hand, it kind of came out of the blue for them. So we knew going into it that we wanted to do a small Disney wedding and then have a full reception back home. We're from Minnesota. So that was our plan going into it to have a really small wedding, which is why we went with the escape and then have that reception back home. So that's how we presented it to both sides of the family, that we completely understand if you're not able to make it. We, you know, this is why we're doing it the way we are. We, of course, want to celebrate with all of our family and friends, but this is our dream to do it at Disney. That's great. And they were pretty understanding? Yeah, they were great. You know, I didn't hear a single bad thing about it until the wedding was over. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then got a couple comments after the fact about it, but everybody was great. And they just said, you know, this is your day. You guys do what makes you happy. That's right. And you guys are the ones who are going to remember it, not them. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How many guests ended up making the trip? We had 13 adults and then two children. Oh, okay, good. Nice, manageable group. So did you choose escape because of your group size? Because it seemed easier? What was the impetus there? You know, honestly, I never even looked at a wishes wedding. I went on the website, looked at Escape and said, hey, this looks perfect for us. It fit our budget. It was kind of nice to know that there are constraints on it because I've I've kind of been a chronic bridesmaid where I've been in probably six weddings now and I've always helped the bride plan it. And I always joked about, hey, when it comes around to my turn, what's going to happen? Like, <laughs> I kind of 
Bridezilla? Am I going to go crazy? And by having Disney there and having the parameters, I think it really calmed my nerves. And honestly, this was the least stressful wedding I had ever been in. And it was my own. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. For The whole process was just flawless. And how did you decide on your ceremony venue? So that was the one thing that when Brian and I started talking about it, you know, he had that that picture in his mind as soon as I said married at Disney World in front of the castle. Like, are we seriously, is this going to happen? <laughs> and I, I put him on the website and I showed him the couple options and he immediately fell in love with Seabreeze Point. That was his only request that we get married by the water. So it was perfect. And in our heads, knowing that we wanted to have a reception back in Minnesota this winter, thinking about the ability to have our wedding pictures on the beach in Florida and then have wedding pictures in the snow in Minnesota was too awesome. <laughs> That's an interesting point. Yeah, what a great contrast. Yeah. So we, we just love looking at the two the two different events. And we're in our wedding attire, me and my dress, Brian in his uniform, and it's just awesome. That's great. Now, tell me a little bit about your process for planning from Minnesota for a Florida wedding. Sure. So obviously everything was done email. I actually didn't have a single phone conversation with my planner. I didn't feel like it was necessary. You know, she definitely offered, but everything was done through email. I did a lot of research after the fact. The planning started officially one year ago today, and then... I did a lot of research after the fact on Facebook. I'd never been on a forum before in my life. Stumbled across the disboards, found a lot of stuff there that pointed me to additional groups. Used those resources to just build on everything that I can't even begin to explain how nice it is to have found community of other brides that have gone through this. I mean, you know how awesome it is to be able to bounce ideas off of people that have been there and done that. You can only get so much out of Disney. Right. <laughs> But being able to use them as a resource, purchase your book, which was like a Bible to me, was amazing and to give, you know, a general outline of everything that was available. One thing that was that I tried to do a good job of was actually keeping our guests in, guests informed of where we were in the process. We had a good mix of my family had been to Disney several times before, but a few of our guests had never been there before. And Brian actually had never been to Disney before. So it was a whole new world for him. So I tried to keep them updated as much as possible with where the locations were going to be in the timeline, because obviously this was going to be a vacation for them as well. So I wanted them to know, hey, this is where the planned events are going to be, but you guys certainly go and do whatever you know makes you happy during that other time. That's great. Yeah. And one thing that I definitely found helpful was I had I'd found a vendor on Etsy that makes a times guide that actually put everything into one document, easy to read format that said, this is where you need to be. Here's the address. And this is the time you'll get picked up. And honestly, I had this grand vision of making a newsletter with, you know, stories in there and all of this. And I just thought it was going to be too clunky and people weren't going to read it. So by going with the times guide where only the necessary information was on there, we didn't have any issues. Everybody knew where to be at what time. That's great. That's a good tip. It was definitely probably the best thing that I did for the whole wedding. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. cool. Now, which options from the package did you choose? So we did the escape package. We didn't really customize anything. We kind of just went with the bare bones package. The one thing that we did do is we altered the cake a little bit. So we had different flavors on the top and bottom. So we did chocolate cake with peanut butter cup filling on the top and then chocolate cake with raspberry filling on the bottom. So that was great. 
The other thing that we did was I did add some floral, just the clusters and tulle for behind in Seabreeze Point. I had this horrible nightmare probably six months in that we were rained out and we were stuck in a ballroom and there was no decoration. And I woke up just panicking where for some reason weather had never played into my planning before that. (laughs) I never even thought about it. So I thought by at least adding a little bit of decor, if we did end up in a ballroom, there would be something there for me to hold on to that, hey, it was personalized a little bit. So we did the floral clusters, tool swags. We had some scattered rose petals. We didn't upgrade the chairs. I think the chairs that are standard at Seabreeze Point are beautiful. They look better than the ones that you have to pay extra for, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't end up using Disney photography, so we did hire an outside photographer for that. So we ended up using our, I guess you would call it a photography credit for the Disney photographer to cover our dessert party, which was probably the second best decision I ever made. So that was definitely something I would recommend to look into as an option as well. Okay, great. Now, can you talk a little bit about that dessert party that you added? How did you decide on that and where did you have it? Yeah, of course. So I think the one thing looking at the escape package that I was worried about at first was that it was going to be this one hour celebration and that was it. You know, escape package doesn't come with a formal reception after the fact. So when I was doing my research online, I heard about these wonderful dessert parties that people were having. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, that sounds pretty amazing. Who doesn't want fireworks at their wedding? (laughs) (laughs) So I actually before our contract was even written up, I had reached out to the planner that was helping us at Disney and let her know that that's something that we were looking into to kind of get our, our um, date on the calendar. We were during Food and Wine Festival, so I had been warned, you know, that they fill up pretty quickly. So I reached out to her and let her know that that's something we were interested in. She did get back to me and gave, I think it was three or four options at Epcot of where we could have it. And I took a look at your website and looked at the pictures that you have available And just fell in love with the UK ones. So that's how we chose that. We did get the smaller locations just based on the size of our party. We didn't, you know, we didn't have the option of doing the Italy Azola, the beautiful views with, you know, Spaceship Earth in the background or anything like that. But I'm definitely really satisfied with what we did have. So you were at the UK upper Yes, we were at the upper. Okay. Yeah, and that is great too because it's so close to the show and you're high up so you kind of look out on everything. It is. And we really lucked out because we did go with Disney. Our photographer was really familiar with the area. So when he got there, he actually asked the group that was using, I think it's the pub that's down lower, closer to the water, Mm -hmm. if it would be okay for us to take our pictures there. So we actually have gorgeous pictures with nobody behind us. And our family and friends were all up on the terrace with a great view up there as well. So, you know, it, it turned out better than I even imagined. Now, that's a really good point because a lot of the time people are afraid to use UK Upper because the tables have permanent umbrellas that can't be moved and they're worried it's going to block the view. Well, usually guests just go to the wall and stand there, but it can be tricky with photos. So that's really great that they were able to take you down to that lower area where there's a great view and shoot all your photos from there. Yeah, so we were we were on the wall ourselves and our group stayed up on the stairs in the terrace because we did have such a small group. 
they were able to utilize that area and, like you said, have a great view from up there. And one of my favorite pictures from the dessert party, he actually turned around and took a picture of our group that was sitting on the stairs. And Brian's grandma was with us, and so was mine. But Brian's grandma had never been to Disney before. So this was just a, an entirely new experience for her. And the picture that Joe, our photographer, captured, she is elbows on the top of the garbage can and her mouth is wide open. <laughs> it is the most adorable picture I've ever seen. And she's got her mini ears on and I just, I'm like tearing up thinking of it, how adorable it is and how perfect of an experience it was. That's awesome. Yeah. How did you choose your menu for your dessert party? We went pretty standard with the menu. I actually didn't make I don't think I made any changes to it. We, I think it was the celebration menu, just the basic menu. We had ice cream sundaes. I'm not sure if that's what the menu name was. So we had ice cream sundaes and fruit. We do have, um, my cousin that was with us is gluten-free. So I did make them aware of that. And they had a couple treats there for her. So that worked out really well. The one bummer that I had was that I actually have type 1 diabetes. So I can't have regular soda. So I had made sure that I requested diet root beer be there to have a root beer float. And I got there and it wasn't there. So <laughs> that was a bummer. And I think what bummed me out the most was that they actually told me it's not even available in the park. So it kind of made me wonder why did they tell me that I could have it? Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. So that was a big bummer. But I got over it. I got, oh, I did. I did add Mickey pretzels. Oh. So I got to have my Mickey pretzel and then I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Can you give my listeners a basic timeline of how the day flowed from getting ready through to the end of the fireworks? Yeah, sure. So most of our party stayed at Port Orleans Riverside. We had Brian's sister and grandma stayed at All Star Sports, but everybody else staying on property was with us. So because our ceremony was at 2.30, we had lots of time in the morning. We got up, I think it was about 8 o'clock, and went to breakfast just in the cafeteria at 8.30, and whoever wanted to join us did. So that was kind of fun you know, just a nice calm morning, got back to our room. I got back about quarter to 10 and 10 o'clock is when Patricia Lejeune showed up for hair and makeup. So Brian hung out with the guys with my dad and my brother and his best man for the day while my mom, my grandma, my cousin and I did hair and makeup. That lasted, I think they were done with hair and makeup around 12, if not even before. So it didn't take very long. At that point, we kind of, you know, slowly got ready, got the dress on, all of that. At 1 o'clock, the limo came to Port Orleans Riverside and picked up Brian. And then it actually went and picked up his grandma and sister from All-Star Sports, brought them over to the boardwalk and dropped them off. And then it came back to pick up myself and my parents. So I got picked up at 1.45. Actually, it was a little after that because unfortunately the guests were late at, <laughs> at All-Star Sports. So I got a frantic phone call from Brian saying they were late, but they're on their way now. So a <laughs> little bit of panic there, but not a big deal. So we got picked up at 145. We made it over to the boardwalk at 2. All of the guests that were staying off property were there at 2 o'clock. Before I got there, Brian took family pictures with his family and then some with his friends that were there. And then quickly we did a few pictures of just my immediate family. Obviously with O'Brien, we didn't see each other after breakfast that morning. I had never seen him in his dress uniform. So that was a whole different experience coming around the corner, seeing him in that. So that was pretty exciting. At two o'clock, my family took a few pictures. I think it was about 2.15. We finally started heading down to the boardwalk. Everybody was seated except for my dad and I. And then the ceremony was at 2.30. 
everything wrapped up with the ceremony about 3.30, if not a little bit before. And then um, Regina Hyman, who was our outside photographer that we hired, took some pictures at the boardwalk. We actually had added an extra hour onto our package just to ensure that we had enough time to get everything. One thing that we didn't do is have a bridal party because our wedding was so small. We, we really just wanted to keep it intimate and just focus on, you know, this was our day. We wanted it as calm as possible. And honestly, the idea of a bridal party just stressed me out. <laughs> so we did have a bridal party back here for our reception, but we just we thought it was something that we really didn't need for Disney. So that was nice. And it made pictures go a lot faster as well because it was just, you know, focused on Brian and I. So we took pictures around the boardwalk. I think it was for about a half an hour with all of our guests before the limo started taking them back to their resorts. And then what, when I talked to Regina ahead of time, I kind of explained what I had said earlier about taking the pictures on the beach. So instead of taking, you know, the the typical pictures you see actually on the boardwalk down there. We spent our time on the beach, more in front of the Yacht and Beach Club. So we kind of went a separate way than most people do. And that was awesome. To walk on the beach in your wedding dress was pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) So we took some pictures there. Then we actually went in the boardwalk hotel and took a few pictures there. And the, the limo took a little bit longer to get back. So we lucked out and got some extra time with Regina. One thing that I did do by adding that extra hour is I had asked her if we could go over to the Contemporary up on, I think it's called the Fantasia Terrace, Mm -hmm. where it overlooks the Magic Kingdom. Because in my mind, I couldn't have a wedding at Disney and at least not have a single picture with the castle. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) she was great and agreed to do that. So we jumped in the limo and headed over there. We probably only spent maybe 10 minutes taking pictures at the Contemporary And then we said goodbye to Regina. She headed home. (laughs) We went back to our resort and we had no plans for dinner, which was by design. I didn't know how tired we were going to be, you know, if we were just going to collapse for a few hours before the dessert party. But we ended up actually just going to the cafeteria, which was one of my favorite memories of the whole night. (laughs) So it was my, my whole family, my brother and his family, my nephews, my grandma, my cousin, everybody was there walking through the cafeteria in our formal wedding attire, grabbing our meal. And then we sat kind of in a little private area at Port Orleans, a little bit away from everybody. And this couple who we had never met before walked over to us with their children and gave us a Disney gift card and said, you know, Brian was in his uniform and said, you know, we're so excited for you guys. Congratulations. And thank you for your service. I mean, it was mind blowing that complete strangers would come up to you like that and do something like that for you. So Wow. We treated ourselves to breakfast at Ohana the next morning with that. So that was pretty awesome. Wow. I'm kind of yeah. uh, choked up about that. Yeah, I know. I still, I mean, I kept the little card that was with it. It was just amazing. And my whole family was kind of just, they didn't know what to say. It was just an awesome Disney moment that I don't think any of us will ever forget. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So after that, we enjoyed our, I think we had some kind of pasta. <laughs> Which, after the fact, I thought about and went, hmm, did I, was it a good idea to have red pasta in your white wedding dress? <laughs> <laughs> but we made it through spill-free. <laughs> so I think we got finished eating about 6 o'clock and went back to the room. Brian was pooped, so he took a nap. <laughs> I couldn't. I was too excited. So I stayed up and looked at the few pictures that we had taken on our phone. One thing I will point out is that we did do an unplugged ceremony. So we let all of our guests know that, you know, we hired a photographer for a reason. We want you guys to simply enjoy the experience. We don't want you worrying about, you know, pulling your cell phones out and taking pictures. And 
partly that was selfishly on our side. <laughs> we didn't want, you know, somebody standing up in the middle of it, taking a picture in our formal pictures. So that was one thing that I definitely would recommend to, to other people is to seriously consider doing an unplugged ceremony. I haven't heard one bad thing about it. So mm-hmm. that's something else that I would recommend. So we stayed at the hotel probably until about 7.15. And then we did hire transportation through Disney to go to the dessert party not only because we do, we did have both of our grandmas with who are, you know, they're older, they can walk just fine, but it, we thought it would be easier to just take care of it for everybody. Mm-hmm. But we also had our guests that were staying off property come over to our resort and ride with us. So that was a good rallying point before we even got to Epcot. Instead of trying to find everybody, you know, through the crowd and stressing people out more, we just thought, hey, everybody come to Port Orleans and we'll all go together. So that's what we did. We actually did have a town car go pick up the two people that were staying at All-Star Sports. So they did go separately. But other than that, everybody was picked up at Port Orleans at 730. They actually wanted to pick us up at 745 in the type A personality. And me just freaked (laughs) out and said, that's not enough time. (laughs) You have to come get me earlier. And it actually saved us because the only stressful part, truly stressful part of the day happened on our way to the dessert party. (laughs) So we were picked up on time, all of that. We we got about two minutes away from Epcot and we were chatting with our driver and he said something about, okay, we're almost to Canada and we'll drop you off. And I stopped for a minute and thought, well, we're not going to Canada. We're going to the UK. And I didn't say much. And then he said, oh, it changed. Didn't they tell you it changed? So of course I panicked. <laughs> what changed? Why didn't anybody tell me this? <laughs> So the next few minutes were kind of stressful, him trying to get a hold of our planner to figure out exactly what the heck was going on. (laughs) So we got to Epcot, got unloaded. I was still in my mind thinking that we were going to Canada. I didn't, I thought they had changed our venue. So we got there, you know, started walking around. That took us a little bit longer. So we didn't even get there until a little bit after eight. We got to Epcot. The probably the, the coolest thing happened for my guests and I'd, I've heard other brides talk about this before but I never really understood what they were saying was that when they let us into Epcot they brought us through the huge gates that are by Canada mm-hmm. and our guide that was leading the pack as she came out announced us to everybody that was there yeah. so yeah so as we were walking you know along from Canada over to the UK which we ended up being at <laughs> Everyone was cheering and screaming, and it was just, I have goosebumps thinking about it, how cool it was. It was like our own little parade. And I turned around and looked at all of our guests, and you could just see how awesome of an experience it was for them. Everyone was just looking around like, is this really happening right now? This is Disney. Like, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to our location, and it was, we were probably there for about 10 minutes. And in my mind, I'm still thinking, why didn't anybody tell me that we moved locations? Why are we at Canada? <laughs> Obviously, I was all wrapped up in the excitement. And then I was talking to one of our guests there, and we heard a Queen song playing in the background. And I said to him, hmm, I thought that Epcot played bands that are from the countries. And I didn't realize Queen was Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> he burst out laughing, and he said, 
they're not. They're from the UK. And then at that moment, I had a light bulb moment that, oh, we actually are at the UK. What they had said was that they were going to lead us in through Canada to get to our location. So we got all stressed out for nothing. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of funny to think back on now to have that light bulb moment of, oh, I actually am where the picture showed I was going to be. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah. So then when you were planning, what were the most important aspects where you focused your attention and your budget? Sure. So the one thing that we really wanted to keep in mind is that we wanted this to be a multi-day event for everybody. Like I said earlier, the one thing that I was worried about with an escape wedding, that it was, hey, an hour celebration. So that was one thing that we really wanted to focus on was to make it a multi-day event. So one thing that we did was we actually flew in on Halloween. So that was interesting. Mm. And we had made reservations to go over to the Big River Grill on the boardwalk just for, I had been to the boardwalk probably 10 years ago, but don't even recall where Seabreeze Point was there. So in my mind, I really needed a dry run of, hey guys, this is where we're going to be for the wedding, just so everybody had a visual in their mind of what we were talking about. So we did that the night we flew in with my immediate family at Big River Grill. And then the next day, the day before the wedding, we actually threw our formal welcome party. And we decided to have that at Disney Springs at Splitsville. So that was another really cool event that it was, you know, it took me a while to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. I thought the idea of a welcome party was just amazing. So I looked into some options, looked at the Spirit of Aloha show and things like that. But I really wanted an event. I wanted something for all of our guests to get to know each other before the wedding. Most of them had met here and there, but everybody hadn't been together as one group. So that was what we did was set up a private party there for two hours of bowling and all the food included. And I actually hired a photographer to come to that. So that was one thing that was probably the major focus for me was photography across the whole the whole event was I didn't want to be the one behind the camera. This was my wedding. I wanted to be present in the pictures. (laughs) So that was important to me. So we ended up having photographers for the welcome party. We had photographers for the ceremony, for the dessert party, kind of covered all of our bases. (laughs) Yeah, so we did Splitsville, and then the dessert party was also the other event that we added. I already touched on it earlier that one important aspect to us was that unplugged ceremony and then also transportation, just taking all of the stress away from our guests for the actual wedding events that the limo was taking everybody where they needed to be for the ceremony and the van was taking them where they needed to be for the dessert party. Obviously the vans were a little added expense for us, but it, it paid off. You know, it took, took the stress off of my mind that I knew people were going to be where they needed to be when they needed to be there. Right. <laughs> And then what aspects were maybe less important where you saved some money and some effort? Yeah, so one thing that I definitely saved money on was floral. Didn't add much. The one thing that I had my heart set on was having peonies at my wedding and was told pretty early on that that wasn't a possibility given the season that it was. So I was (laughs) a little heartbroken then. (laughs) So what I did was actually just went out to Etsy and found us a vendor that made beautiful artificial bouquets and ordered one from there, which ended up being amazing because not only did I have it at Florida, I also could use it back home in Minnesota. So that's kind of something cool too, that I have the same bouquet in both pictures. So it's kind of funny looking at the pictures from our actual wedding because I used the Disney bouquet 
for the ceremony itself. So I walked down with the real rose bouquet. And then all of our pictures, I have my artificial bouquet. Oh, <laughs> so interesting. I swapped it out. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, that was one thing that they did tell me that uh, that even if I wasn't going to use it, I wasn't able to use the credit for the bouquet for something else. So it was kind of use it or lose it thing. So I said, well, just bring it for me then. That's great. Yeah. So the other thing I did touch on earlier was that we didn't bother upgrading the chairs at Seabreeze Point. We went with those gorgeous white chairs that were there. One thing that we did definitely save on was not having a professional videographer. I read so many reviews of people saying it was their biggest regret in life. And, you know, we made the conscious decision that we're spending all this money on photographs that we're going to have displayed around our house that we can see daily, that that's really where we wanted to dump our budget into was being able into something that we could see every day. So the one thing that we did to counteract that is we had one of our guests just recorded on my cell phone. <laughs> so we have a cell phone video on my iPhone of our wedding video. And honestly, it's perfect. It's all that we need. Brian and I watched it a couple times together and you can hear everything that everybody's saying. Obviously, it's not professional quality, but it's exactly what we needed. And I'm so glad that we did that. And then obviously another thing that I mentioned earlier we saved money on is by not having a bridal party. That saved us a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people realize how much you can save just on right? flowers alone, let alone gifts and all that stuff. So Exactly. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? You know, I'm going to cheat. There are a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so I think I mentioned a couple of them earlier, but honestly my absolute favorite memory of that day is – coming around the corner and seeing Brian standing there waiting for me. And I didn't know how he was going to react. He's really hard to read. He's he's a soldier, so he's not emotional. <laughs> so I came around the corner and I saw him and the tears were strolling down his face. And I just, I lost it. I couldn't, to see that just any, any stress that I had, any worry that I had was lost at that moment. It was just amazing. Hmm. Yeah. So, and then the other one that I talked about was that, that dessert, or the parade at when we walked in and everybody was cheering. I don't think I will ever get that out of my head, how cool of an experience that was. And seeing the reaction on all of our guests' face, especially his grandma, was the cutest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other favorite memories that I would highly recommend are having that welcome party as well. That when speaking to my mom, she said that was the most fun she had throughout the entire wedding weekend was at the welcome party because it was just free flowing. The people that wanted to bowl could bowl. My grandma and Brian's grandma just sat and chatted the whole time. So it was it was pretty amazing. That's great. Yeah. Was there anything that went wrong or didn't turn out like you expected? Apart from the what I thought was a catastrophe moving us in Epcot not really <laughs> that's good <laughs> yeah so we had decided to get married in November thinking that it would be nice and cool by that time it was not yeah. <laughs> it was 93 degrees the day that we got married and I was pretty okay during the ceremony Brian not so much his whole uniform is wool he had four layers on the poor man was miserable didn't show a thing until after the fact and said, I think I just sweated off about 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that went wrong that I don't even know, <laughs> I still, I'm bummed to think about it was one of 
the things that I received from my planner through Disney was the little pixie dust charm mm-hmm. that said faith, trust, and pixie dust on it that you could tie on your bouquet. Mm-hmm. Tied it on my bouquet the morning of and had it on there for the ceremony. And we got in the limo to head over to the contemporary to take some pictures. And it was missing. Oh. So I lost my pixie dust charm. I'm so disappointed. Oh, maybe there's one on eBay. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's my last hope. I reached out to my planner and said, hey, is there any way that I can even buy another one? And they said, nope, sorry. Oh, nice. <laughs> so got a little crushed with that one, but I'll survive. I did get a couple pictures of it. So I guess that's better than nothing. That's good. Yeah. And then was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? You know, not really. I I think I just wish I would have taken the advice of all the other Disney brides and just really trust that Disney had control of it. I was so worried that something was going to go wrong. People weren't going to be where they needed to be. And everything was flawless. And I showed up to the ceremony and I didn't even see my guests. They were just down there waiting for me (laughs) at Seabreeze Point. And I think back about it and nothing really, nothing really went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? Yeah, so we made our decision pretty quickly as to what we wanted to do at Disney once we decided to go with Disney. I didn't take any time to look at any other alternatives to formal Disney fairy tale weddings. So I wish I would have looked into Shades of Green, which was an option for us. I would have I wish I would have looked into the Swan and Dolphin a little bit more, just kind of explored actually what was out there. In the end, I think we would have ended up with exactly what we had. But I I think I would have taken a little bit more time to see what was out there. Okay. And then do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Yeah, absolutely. So the one big tip I can get is get out there and get connected to the Diz Bride community. I mean, there there are several Facebook groups that I use that to bounce ideas off of. These girls are amazing. I mean, at a drop of a hat, they will tell you exactly what option they use, what they paid, who they used as a vendor. And it's just an immense resource to reach out to this group of ladies that have already gone through it. I don't think I can stress that enough. Obviously, pick up your book. That's, I, I said it earlier, it's like the Bible. So <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely one thing that I would recommend too. And just do your research. Make sure that you have exhausted all of your options and know exactly what's perfect for you. Good advice. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Yeah, so I did make my wedding album on my Facebook public. So anybody can go onto my Facebook page and see all of my pictures. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great tips for anyone planning an escape event and a very detailed timeline for anyone who's curious about how it all fits together. And I appreciate your taking the time. Of course, I was so excited to speak with you, and I just hope that it helps another Disney bride out there. (laughs) (laughs) That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions... Check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>